Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello Coon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. I am Ro- uh, Jello Coon, along with Zach. <laughs> What's my name again? At least you remembered my name. There's no way to fuck it up because I just have my normal name. You do. I, I, yeah. You have an alias. It's I have stealthy. an alias. Ooh. Even though you can find out what my real name is on our website at bonsaibeat.com. Wow. That was the smoothest plug I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, man. We've had dangerous times in the last month with our website that you just you don't even know, man. You don't even know. So... Apple updated their terms for podcasts. So one night I had to go through and update all 200 and something entries to take out the title number and all this other bullshit. And then the person who hosts who I bought our server from uh, disappeared from the world. I swear to God, I hope he's okay. I haven't talked to him in over two months. Uh, But yeah, uh, our server went down for like a week and I tried desperately to get a hold of this person and no luck so thank (laughs) god for backups because the month prior to this our power supply died in our server so I set up backups to go every Sunday night to Amazon S3 so our server just happened to go down early Sunday morning at like 5.30, 6 o'clock a.m. on the dot. Really weird time. So I try to get a hold of this guy and can't get a hold of him, can't get a hold of him. I wait a week. Server's offline. No one can download anything. We're dead to the world. I check our backups. They got backed up at 2.51 a.m. that morning. So I was able to get all 20 gigs of our our server and I bought us a new server and restored everything and we're back online like nothing happened but holy fuck thank god for backups but definitely something happened and hopefully our our old host is okay so he still hasn't messaged you no he's been like dead to the world which I hate to say like I knew him through reddit and I knew him through a discord channel we're both in and it's 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 IT junk related so um, mm-hmm. and he owns his own business and I tried calling the number and got nothing I emailed the person the support number uh, the email address I messaged him on discord I checked his reddit and this, this, this guy is like so I got really excited one day like two days after we I restored the server the management IP of the box comes up and because I have a third-party host that checks his, checks uptime of all our addresses and all that good shit, among some other stuff. 
and I get a ping going, hey, this is back online. I was like, whoa, cool. Maybe I bought this other box for no reason, and I'll just cancel it, you know, if everything's good. Mm-hmm. I went to go log in, and it was like, the address doesn't connect. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'll SSH in. Okay, SSH pops up, but my passwords don't work. And I went, oh, fuck. The host took away the address and gave it to somebody else. Something's not good here. So. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm very concerned for this person's well-being, to say the least. But uh, we're back online. We're, we're like we were, like we always have been. We've got to update our graphic though for for fall 2019 here soon. Is today the last day of summer? It is. Oh, uh, I feel like yeah. I, re- I already have the fall one kind of, but uh, yeah, probably. That's just because that one looked the best. <laughs> exactly. So I can make it look even more bleak. There you go. Some dead well, fall isn't bleak, but uh, yeah, it's already like orange and red and purple, which is already fall. I'll put a little stamp in the bottom that says fall. There you go. Do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what's been going on. Everybody was like, why can't I download the Bonsai Beat? You know, just whatever. Shit happens. Behind the scenes fun. But beyond that, uh, I have been watching a lot of anime, which is, I know, shocking. Um, so do you just want to get into what we're watching? Yeah, well, I was just going to say it's starting to be the norm. I mean, we don't record too often, but at least the last three. I mean, that's even more credible than I guess, because the past three times, which spans, you know, more than three months, you have been watching anime. I know. It's been shocking. You're going to have more than five things to put on your top five. Maybe seven. Yes. Yeah. I had to cut one show. It was sad. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we should probably say, what is your review today? I'll be reviewing the first movie of the heavens feel route in fate stay night Woo. by you there you go it's a mouthful but you got to clarify there's so many versions <laughs> yep yep all right so i had a lot of time and i heard that the carol and tuesday dub had come out on netflix and it's shira watanabe my boy and it's music anime you know i kind of like that thing a lot Just of good, a little bit. Good, a lot of good music anime has been uh, produced in the last couple of years, maybe death decade now. I don't, I don't know. Kids on the Slope was amazing. Your Line April was amazing. Music themed, White Album too. You know, some good shit. So I watched the first episode, and I was like, ah, okay, this is something cool. I I turned it off. I then proceeded to review. Or not, excuse me. I proceed, proceeded to marathon the entire fucking show in one sitting. Up to episode 12 that has been released on Netflix. So I am caught up as of Netflix. The show is still airing at this time. Episode 22 just came out. So. Still a lot to do. But. Uh, I fucking love Carolyn Tuesday. I am very excited to review this. The dub is awesome, as always. Um, just, it's a fun show. It's a little kooky, but holy shit, is it funny as fuck. And my favorite scenes are like the, 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 
it's kind of like the America's Got Talent or whatever. It's like Mars Got Talent. And you see all mm-hmm. these crazy acts and just all the same shit you'd see in real life, but in anime. And it's awesome. Huh. And there's death metal, 80-year-old death metal singers. <laughs> it's awesome. Um. So, yeah. If you haven't watched Carol Tussi yet, I'll just say now, highly recommend. Uh... Fruits Basket, I have not watched much, but now we're getting near the end of that, so i got to start plowing through that. Um, it's still on my watch list. I'm still only on episode five or so. Um, oh, I started watching Old Maidens in Your Savage Time, and it's... I remember last time you mentioned you were going to watch it. Yeah, but... and I finally started watching. I watched the first three or four episodes. I watched the... I don't know if you call it a prequel episode. So... They had released like a preview episode, but it was, it stopped at a certain part, um, and from the first episode, but in the actual first episode, it actually goes on past that. So, um, but yeah, I watched that. It's hilarious and funny as hell. Um, it's kind of weird watching girls for once, like be on the other side of the fence where it's always like, oh, a sex crazed guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's these. High school girls trying to determine, like, what is sex? Like, what is it? Why are all these changes with people they know? Why is it such a big deal? Etc. Etc. It's just a fun little show. Um, I'll save that because I know you've watched it. Uh, and then finally, I've been watching Hensuki. And the Cinderella has been revealed. Episode 11. There's one more episode left. And I was shocked. And I was kind of like, wow. I didn't see Wait, that coming. I forgot, I forgot what this show even is. This is the one about the the, the main character, Keiki, gets a love note and a pair of panties left for him. Uh, uh, and yes. the entire episode... The, the, entire the series, Resident Trashy show. Yes. And there was so much fetishes I didn't know existed in this world. Like being... <laughs> Uh, uh, being aroused by men's sweat. I didn't know that was a thing. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I'm not going to... I don't know. But yes. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I don't this know main, about it, main... but I, I expect it much weirder. <laughs> this show is kind of like a one-trick pony. Like, I, now that I've seen mainly all the show, it's basically like, Oh, really good, well-meaning main character. And every woman he meets has some kind of crazy kink. And he just happens to be the thing that they're attracted to. Meanwhile, he's trying to figure out who left these panties and the love letter and et cetera, et cetera. And then, like, you get episodes where you get to focus on one girl. And they're like, oh, I like you because you were nice to me and blah, 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 blah. And And you sweat a lot. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'll wait to review it after it ends. But, uh, yeah. That's what I've been watching. How about you, good sir? Well, I watched the first of three movies for Fate Stay Night, which I'll be talking about later. I've been watching the Demon Slayer show still. I'm surprised you haven't started that. Though, so, I mean, it's action. Kind of know what to expect, but... um. Recently, I'm kind of concerned because it slowed down a lot. Mm-hmm. I just watched 23 or 24, and I think there's 
just 25 because the season's about to end. And the past three episodes have just been filler. Hmm. They had like a big fight. He killed one of the like more powerful demons. They call them the 12 <clears> moons. <throat> so one of them's dead. He actually didn't really successfully kill it. Someone else did. But So like, is it worthwhile for filler or do you think that maybe they mistimed well, that's, something? That's why I'm concerned. It just feels paced weird now because it's at the end of the season. Like overall, a lot happens in the show and I've been happy. But the last three have just been really slow. He's like training and rehabilitating after his fight. And it's like, if they're wrapping up the season with three, possibly four, if the last one is also in the same setting, uh, episodes of filler, like how long do they plan on milking the series? Yeah. <laughs> Did I accidentally sign myself up for like another long shonen? Because it was going pretty quick before that. And I thought it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. He encounters like the, the main guy that turns everyone into demons in like the seventh episode and it does the typical uh he's too weak i mean they don't even fight but um but yeah that makes it seem like well he's pretty close like it probably ends in the 24 episodes that's what i thought but now he's only killed one of the 12 demons and there's just a whole bunch of filler so i'm kind of concerned um Hmm. yeah so it's still really good but yeah if this if this season wraps up without anything happening then I don't know. It's like, yeah, you're in it for the long haul. Like, certainly it's not going to be 24 episodes times 12 because a lot of it wasn't him. Just like the show would be really boring if it was broken into 12 parts and just killing a different guy each time. Yeah. Because like the part of the 24, but there's a lot of character development for him. He was just a, a normal person that had his family killed in the beginning. Huh? Um, so yeah. It's it's somewhat concerning though. Well, let's hope for the best. Yeah, it could just be paced poorly, like Attack on Titan, which is still too long of a show for what it is. So I guess I would also be upset if it was like Attack on Titan. <laughs> as much as I like the newer seasons, boy, boy, like the second season, I just hate. Um, what else have I been watching? Oh, the one you saved. Are wait. Is it just called Are the Dumb- Dumbbells? How heavy no. are the dumbbells you lift? Yeah, that makes more sense than whatever English I was trying to concoct. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Which I started because I'm into weightlifting and I was curious about it. And my little brother actually watched it first. And I mean, that's fitting because he taught me all the stuff I know about weightlifting. Really? Yep. <laughs> he got really into it in high school. He used to be the the typical fat kid in high school. And then he lost like a hundred pounds and got super buff. Hell yeah, good for him. S- since yeah. since then he's far skinnier again, but like it's a conscious choice he made. But yeah, so he was really into weightlifting and he read books and he knows all about like actual proper form, not just what they teach at high school. Yeah, to make you big for football. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he 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 said I like it, and surprisingly, it's not too much fan service, and it's like educational. I mean, and it also definitely fun. is. But yeah. Yeah. They actually yeah, teach well, the, good the definition of too much is, you know, if it's a detriment to the rest of the show, and it's not a detriment. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, the Yamamushi pedal, where they actually, like, told you about, like, why do we ride different bikes, or why the bike choice matters when they do, you know, bicycle racing. And they explained, mm-hmm. you know, the mechanics of, like, bike riding. Yeah. 
for me, it reminds me of like the human body show, like the blood cells oh, that were people. Uh, the how the body works or whatever it's called. Yeah, which I mean does not have nearly as much fan service, but you know, educational show where it's <laughs> it's telling an anime story and then there's like a sides of how stuff works. Um. Or I guess Kaijo, but Kaijo is just like a good show despite the fan service. Not even despite. The fan service definitely adds. So like historically my stance on fan service is it's like too gratuitous and detracts from shows. Because I saw ones where that was true. Even like Soul Eater, which I don't even like shonens, but watching that it has weird fan service scenes that are just out of place and ruin the, the tempo of the show. But recently i've been big fans of shows like that high school dxd has a gratuitous almost 10 time out of fan service because of the nudity <laughs> um but it's also a great comedy and it doesn't it uses that to its advantage and then kaijo was a great sports anime even though i mean with the fan service as well and now this show is an instructional bodybuilding weightlifting show with the fan service and like yeah. slights of life so i don't know i was i was impressed i'm gonna have to change my stance i i think now my preferred way to learn something in life is just walk through cute, an anime yeah with cute fan service anime girls telling me something so i learned best when <laughs> <laughs> so are you watching the dub or the sub uh the sub okay dang what do you think of... <laughs> you watch the dub? The dub is actually pretty good. You should watch the, at least one episode of the dub. Okay. And then... Yeah, as far as the accuracy, because my brother and I are so into it, it's, it's very accurate. There's they, they tackle so many issues in addition to the mechanics of the exercise. So I expected, because you were describing it last time, that they have like the Machio, which is a great name for them. Yes. The Machio muscle building moment or whatever. Yes. I forget what they call it in the sub. And then he like shows the girls basically are the ones doing it, and they make fun of it. Like, why is it so erotic? Yes, um, I love it. Yeah, which is funny, but like that part's really good mechanically, and that's where I thought it would stop. But they tackle like so many bigger issues, like um, the girl being afraid to work out initially because she'd get like way too strong, which is like a very upsetting thing to hear. But it's still like common belief, and even in people I talk to, or like. I always phrase it to them. You're essentially discrediting how much hard work it takes to become really strong, as a, even as a guy who are like muscly disposed to it more than women, right? It's easier for men to get bigger, yet it doesn't magically happen for us. No. So why would it happen for women? Yeah. So it's it's nice that they tackled it. Like They have the muscle freak with the muscle fetish be like, oh no, you shouldn't worry about that. He's the peak of the peak, and it took him his entire life of lifting weights to become this big. You don't just accidentally become giant. So I'm glad they put that in there, because personally, it's like a big issue I see. It prevents women from wanting to go to the gym. Um, and then also the eating thing. Pretty much everything they covered has been accurate. I had one issue with the metabolism. It's not necessarily true that your metabolism like stays a certain way and then you rebound the way you eat and you get like fat again that part was portrayed wrong that's not actually what happens but yeah. um its intention was good and same with like the fasting this is like a more nitpicky thing 
the fasting where like it was the third episode and she's like i brought all my food in one big container and i'm just gonna eat one big meal because the girl before made fun of her for like eating six times a day right yeah Um, not even made fun she kind of revered it i guess because like you got to eat big to get big is the motto but um but either way if you want to lose weight you eat less calories and then they're like but sumo wrestlers eat all at once well that's fair but uh, fasting is still useful if it results in you eating less calories. So they yeah. didn't really touch on that, but that's like an, so like every, everything I see wrong with the show is like a nitpicky thing where I would have added more for, for how much time they have. Everything they present is very well researched and accurate. So I'm, I'm impressed. Whoever wrote the show originally or whoever they had, uh, I guess like audit <laughs> the anime version of it knows a lot about weightlifting. So I'm impressed. I think it's not, I never expected myself to say, like, if you watch this, you could learn to do something in relation to anime. I can't really think of many anime that teach you something to the scope where you could go put it in practice, but this does it. Like, Did it make you want to go to the gym? Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, dude. I think I just found the best fucking show ever next season. <laughs> Is it about going to the gym? No, it but it's awesome. All right, well, I'll wrap up this. If we can okay. That. But but anyway, I'm excited to watch more even tonight. I started it last night, and I'm like, I'll watch one or two because I said I would talk about it, you know? Yeah. And then I, I watched two, and I'm like, I definitely want to watch a third one. Yeah, I, like I the know. story itself, like, it's kind of like, it's very episodic. Like, it doesn't really matter whatever order. I mean, it does, but it doesn't, just because you learn about different things. It's like, oh, who knew your friend also owned a dojo or a boxing gym? or Like, mm-hmm. how convenient. Yeah, the story's like out of order, but they're not even out of order. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's episodic, but for me, like the introduction of new characters is enough to keep going. Because initially, like all the new, the first three characters, the Machio guy and the two girls, is interesting enough, and then they're like, ah, but the the teacher has to go to the gym, and I'm like, okay, I want to watch that. And also, now have, have you met the Russian big... girl yet? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, they just did like the boxing girls oh, episode. Okay. Oh wait, no, that was the second one. I watched the third one where uh, the teacher and the cosplayer teacher. Yes. Um, and he he cosplays King Muscle. <laughs> yeah, is hilarious. Um, it's the final press. <laughs> or like the shoulder press and it rips off all of his clothes oh other big props to the show that made me love it instantly is after the credits they have like the do the exercise with us thing which is fine and kind of cheesy you know what i but never noticed I... I turned it off before then oh no you gotta watch after the credits because they always do like a workout with us type thing all right one second let me let me pull this up i don't know if you pause but at the end of that yeah. they all strike an actual like competition pose Really? You know how bodybuilders do certain poses to get judged? Yeah. All the different characters are actually doing like a real competition pose at the end. (laughs) Oh, okay. Which is really cool. I mean, that's why the guy like, I don't know what he yells in the dub, but like the side chest pose. Yeah. Does he yell side chest when he like rips his shirt? We'll we'll see because we'll play it for you. All right. What episode was that? Three? Uh, Well, it's at at the end of every episode. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll find out together. All right, so I pulled up episode four, the ending. I had no clue these existed. 
Today, we are going to review reverse push-ups. If you've got a chair that can stay firmly in place, you've got your own private gym. Place your hands on the chair behind you, you at chair. shoulder width and extend your legs out in front. Be sure to support your weight with your arms. Keep your shoulders down and back and abs tight. Are you in position yet? All right, let's go. Hold your power. Right, and always remember, true strength comes from within. Well, there you go. True strength comes from within. Did they all pose? They did. Yeah, they're all doing actual like competition poses. Well, I had no does... clue that even existed because I would just flip it off at the end of the, at the end of the. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's like so many good Easter eggs, but at the end of every episode, they do like the coaching, and then they all like strike a real pose. He usually does the side chest one, but gotcha. The boxing girl did like the lat one in the first. In the third episode, the first one she was in the end, and then also the ending song at the end, I had to look it up to see what they're actually saying. But there's like a huge thing of milk, and I'm like, are they making fun of like the gallon of milk a day diet? And they are. Are <laughs> they really? Like, they're wait, one of the wait, infamous wait. ways to Hold gain on. weight is. This is a thing. Yeah. Oh God! All that fat and. Oh God! Right, it's, it, it's kind of like a meme because. Uh, historically, like people that couldn't gain weight at the gym and get stronger, they're not eating enough, even though they think they are. So the meme online was that you should just drink a gallon of milk a day if you couldn't eat enough calories. Um, obviously, it's gratuitous. Yeah. But at the end of the uh, ending song for the show, it shows him with the milk, and he's saying, "If all else fails, just drink a gallon a day," <laughs> which I thought was funny because <laughs> he. It's funny because it's, it's poking fun of like the internet meme, but also it's something believable he could be actually be doing because he's so giant in the show. So, pretty funny. There's like so many good things that only someone in tune with weightlifting and internet culture around it could actually talk about. Huh. Well, there you go. So, way more clever than I expected going into it. You should have your brother on the show to review the show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Oh my god, so I'm I'm looking over the next season of anime. Holy mm. fuck, there's a lot of shows. And there's a lot a, of sequels too. That's as much the same thing. And a lot of sequels. Hey your your Hibiki Euphoria movie comes out. And there's more Sword Art Online and all kinds of shit. Wow, there's a lot of shows. Euphonia. Oh, yeah. A lot of movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Psychopath 3, apparently. Yeah, I'm not too excited because the second season sucked, but but maybe. I hate the second season. Okay, so I think I found, like, the greatest show ever. That's What's right that? up my alley. Well, now i got to find it again. Oh, I found it. Here we go. Okay. It's called Hitage Kimono Michi. It's I haven't even heard of this studio. Engi? E N G I? Hmm. So Professional Wrestling. I clicked their name and that's the only show they made, so <laughs> Oh wow. Well first episode show then. First episode uh, show then. Professional wrestler and animal lover. Those things are going hand in hand. Shibata <laughs> Genzu, Genzo, I guess, is suddenly summoned to another world. Oh no. 
greeted by a princess who requests that he get rid of the beasts roaming in this world. Outraged that he was asked to kill monsters, Genzo German suplexes the princess. Unable <laughs> to get back to the into the earth, he decides to live with a peaceful life and manage a monster pet shop. Okay, so a German suplex <laughs> is you go behind somebody and you wrap your arms around their waist and you lift them up over your head and you fall back so they fall back onto their shoulders. And you sometimes bridge or you can just let them go too. That's like what's called a German suplex. Okay. So he German suplexed a princess. There right there, the show is great. <laughs> I don't know what else to do in my life. I'm just going to go German suplex people. Brock Lesnar would be proud. Um, I also like on the character list, there's a blacksmith that works in the town, and his name is Wolfgang von Craftsman, and he's just a <laughs> wolf. <laughs> oh, that's great. It sounds sounds like a good sounds show. Interesting. Which, which... Hey, there he is suplexing the... Ah, yes! He is suplexing the shit out of the princess. He wears a mask. That's awesome. Okay, all the pets are girls. <laughs> Anamorphized. We're about tiger mask. He is wrestling wolves. And suplex the shit out of the princess. Yes! Oh, this looks awful, but it looks great. That's like time. <laughs> oh, man. I will definitely have to have a review of that when it starts airing. Oh man, there is a lot of shit next week, next, next season. God damn. All right. Well, Apparently it, airs, the, it airs in six days, so yay. The person listed as the staff um, wrote Konosuba. Hmm. Well, that explains it. More isekai. Yeah, more more comedy isekai. Isekai parodies. He's only done like three shows, the story of three different things, and Konosuba is one of them in this show. Huh. Well, we shall see, I guess. Nice. All right. Do you want to get into DVD picks? Uh, sure. All right. Let me just get around to pushing the bumpers on. Doing it now. Fuck you, laptop windows. Just open it. <laughs> it's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Ah, uh, yeah. Weekly. Weekly DVD picks. The week of 924. It's funny because I saw this one today on Right Stuff when I was looking. For the manga of how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? They don't have any in the West yet. Oh. Any, like, they're 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 starting to come out with one. You can pre-order just the first volume, sadly. 
Um, but anyway, that show is Sword Art Online 2. I saw it and I'm like, this is the old one, the very first Gun Gale one. And, but well, how come it's two hundred dollars? I don't know. Apparently, Aniplex uh, because is, Aniplex is, likes to bleed their customers. Yeah, they're dry. they're releasing it again on Blu-ray this time with both in one box instead of like two different discs. Ugh. And it's two hundred bucks. So Jesus, thanks, <laughs> thanks Aniplex. I don't, I don't know. This could be an unfair bash on the audience of Sword Art Online, but. Among the people I've met that told me it's Sword Art's one of their favorite shows, none of them looked like they could afford this. Yeah, probably. I mean, they probably just saw it on Adult Swim. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is like uh, People that it's their favorite are like a Fairweather anime fan and they wouldn't buy anything anyway, or they're younger and they don't have the means to buy it. Yeah. So it's weird that like <laughs> they're releasing such expensive stuff. I guess... I guess that's why months. they only make a few of them and sell them for a lot of money because there's probably only a few people that are willing to buy it. Yeah. It holds its value for the most part. Pretty much anything Aniplex tends to keep its value in the resale, if not more. Because once it goes out of print, yeah, I guess it goes that's to the good. roof. If, even though it's overpriced initially, if they're if it's with the promise of not reprinting it over and over in like the save edition versions for Blu-ray, then I guess you feel better about it. Aniplex will do DVDs, but even those are expensive. But yeah, very seldomly. It's kind of like yeah. a one-off production run. Um, very. If they do release them, it's like way out in the future. Yeah, maybe that's what this is. I mean, this is way out in the future <laughs> to Sword Art 2. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. And it's still $200. I, mean, I think Aniplex an just does... Limited editions, and then later on they'll be like, "Oh, here's a slightly cheaper normal version." I, I think. Maybe. I kind of want to click it as I was looking for it. I also saw Millennium Actress on Blu-ray on there. Ooh. Which was much more exciting. Here we go. Sword Art Online Two Blue Set Blu-ray. It just says it's 24 episodes housed in a rigid box with illustration by Shingo Adachi, which also includes a mini pinup poster. But that's it. See, but the original, I think, uh, DVDs were like four of them. Um, Mm, That sounds familiar and had like art posters. Yeah, like they were all all, um, limited edition. And those are like $99 each, so it's like $400 originally. Yeah, here we go. Um, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter because I don't care about Sword Art Online, but... Well, so here's the thing. I just found Sword Art, on two, Sword Art Online 2, limited edition Blu-ray 1. 90 bucks. So, I mean, it sounds like this will just be the same price. And it's Aniplex. It's Blu-ray. It's got the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this comes with a soundtrack CD. Um, a 16-page deluxe booklet. A postcard. A postcard. A collectible <laughs> PR card, whatever that means. I, I want to use the, the postcard and send it to someone like on vacation. Like, hello from Sword Art Online. Aloha. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't understand. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme. scheme of things, though, you're saving money because there's four sets. 
Yeah, you get less stuff, but instead of 400, it's 200. Is that the perk? Because they've got the Sword Online box set. But I think this is the first one. Yeah, this is the first one for 159. And then, yeah, the first, the second set, it's three, three, it's three, three discs. Okay, so it's almost 300. It's and this one on right stuff was like 150. But it retails 200 or something. Yeah, literally, uh, discs two has episodes eight through 14. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's. And then episode n- number three is $60. That's so weird. Their pricing is really fucking weird. Even retail, it goes for 75 Yeah, I don't understand. Because normally, I remember when they used to, when I used to buy this stuff, when it was coming out new, back when this was super duper common, where they broke it up, it would be, the first volume was usually really cheap, because they want you to get into it, and then further you go, it got more expensive. Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of shady. Yeah. Not shady, so, but it, no, it seems right. shitty in general. <laughs> I do appreciate how they're all the same, but yeah. Fuck off! Fuck off! Volume 3 of this Blu-ray. How many episodes are on this disc? Uh, Let's see, you said 8 through 14. 14 through 22? 6, 7? 15 through 17. Oh, what? Yeah. On a fucking uh, Blu-ray. I thought the show was like 24 for the second season. How is it only 18? Uh, because I think there's more. All right, all oh, right, no. Two. Yeah, let me look here. Uh, one, set two, set three. Oh, sorry. Set three was the, was the fucking... No wonder it was so cheap. It was the DVD. My bad. But still, three fucking episodes? Fuck off. You used to get four or five episodes on a DVD. Yeah. It is funny how they can they can just bamboozle people and put less episodes on a, a storage media everyone knows the space of. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. That's all over the place. It's just like they don't even have... Like, Red stuff doesn't even have... They have the DVDs, one and three, but they have the Sword Art um, episode two... Uh, Blu-ray 1 as 70 and then like the original Sword Art Online going for 40 bucks a pop for the DVDs. So they only got 1 through 3 and then then they got the GGO novels. So yeah, like they don't even have a complete listing. So fuck, yeah, you're fucked. eBay it or I don't know if Aniplex is selling it full yeah, there, but damn. If, if you're someone who's excited for the new Blu-ray release, uh, let us know. Yeah, why? definitely. Why Why the fuck why? I I do not understand. I want someone to rationalize it to me. I mean, it's their own. I'm not even... going to tell them. They're, I mean, however they spend their money, it's their business. I'm not going to say, hey, just because I didn't like the show. I just, I've never understood the whole appeal of Aniplex 
releasing these super expensive ass shows when they'll turn around a couple years later and release it at a reasonable price. Well, I mean, I mean that's the the bulk of my question is like, why is it still so much money, and why could someone be interested in it now? Because I it think is five the only old. reason why I would think either you're a collector and you just well gotta have it. If you're a collector, you probably got it five years ago when it came out. Or you didn't get it the first time around. Maybe Maybe. you just saw it. I don't know. Well, right. We don't know, which is why I'm curious. It wasn't for the purpose of, like, bashing people. Because, like, if you like something and it costs a lot of money, then, yeah, just get it. It's your money. I'm not upset about that. But, like, why wait five years? Like, how after five years have you not gotten a hold of it and you still want to spend $200 When did GTO air? That was, like, what, three years ago? It had to be more than three years. Come on, we're old. We're we're getting up there. Let's see. Now I want to know. I remember, I remember us reviewing it. Sword Art. December. It ended December 2014. Five Are years you ago. Fucking kidding me? Right. No. <laughs> I vividly remember reviewing this episode, this, this show, and us hating the ending. Well, you have Where a good the memory. Fuck has the it's... time gone? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it says original air date July 5th to December 20th. And we definitely watched it that and not the English air date because, you know, I watched it. So. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? Never mind. I don't feel as bad now. I You're thinking about the gun guy. Yes, exactly. That's why. Which was like a year ago. No, exactly. That's, I'm getting a mix up in my head. <laughs> my bad no wonder you were so upset you're no, like, I was like what the I lost fuck? all frame of time exactly i was like fuck you're like holy fuck i'm old it feels like a year oh yeah, yeah okay it's not that bad but still i mean i still remember death gun though yeah right i still remember death gun the being the obvious being, villain being, the bullet going ago. through the ethernet cable <laughs> <laughs> Showing Death Gun's real name on the computer in the opening. Uh, Goddamn. Yeah. Okay, so you're not that old, but no. there you go. No, thank you. Yeah, God. but see, now now you know what show we're talking about. And now do you see why it's kind of crazy that it's $200 still? Oh, I agree. Yeah, well, it's Annie Plus. Okay. They like rubbing, I think they have like Scrooge McDuck money vaults. Yeah. Once they like go swimming in their money pool and then they resurface and they're like, what do we re-release to fill it with more money? Oh, we need more kill a kill. <laughs> well, I'm more on board with that than more sword art. I guess. Uh, still, that, uh, no. Like, you can't even buy kill a kill anymore, I don't think. And... It's funny because like I've read multiple articles about the pricing scheme and their price like we had in America like 30 years ago and rental places were the norm and like family videos could only afford to buy like four of them and then they would rent them out you know and the companies releasing them only expected to sell like five thousand but they're going to sell them at a hundred bucks each because they weren't selling them to normal people yeah and this is this is what's so funny too is like this is nothing new aniplex like started doing this a long time ago like 15 years ago like they just said fuck it we're going to release our own shit into the U.S. Well, everything is going to be a premium. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, at least when you buy this shit, you're getting your money's worth because you're getting, like, little doodads and little extras that you don't get anymore. 
Back in the day, <clears throat> when you bought a limited edition, you got limited, not even limited edition, just usually the standard editions too, came with little knickknacks. Yeah. I had a... I miss buying computer games like StarCraft and getting a book with it. Yeah, exactly. And nowadays, we don't get shit. You get the fucking DVD, you get it at a rock bottom price usually, but mm-hmm. you don't get any of the knickknacks anymore, you don't get anything unless you're buying... Yeah, well, I guess video games are a good example of things that are still expensive and you get nothing with them. Like, I got Spider-Man when it was new for PS4. 60 bucks, and I opened the case, and there's not even art inside. It's just... The game disc? It's blank, it's, yeah, it's plastic and blank on one side and the game on the other side, and it's like, that's it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Can't even at least put, like, uh, like, Spider-Man art on the inside, even if it isn't a book. Yeah, no kidding. Crazy. Hmm. Yep. No, no, we rant lost a, you. Okay. Rant aside, I can keep going. Yeah. Sorry. So do I want to? Yes, yes, you do. This is my least favorite part of the podcast. Who cares? Who cares what's getting released? <laughs> Find a way. <laughs> I'm taking a counter opinion today. Find a way to more conveniently give your money to anime studios. I don't know what that is. I'm sure there's some sort of way to just like give them money, like PayPal or something. Yes, PayPal like, anime I don't... at animestudios.com. <laughs> in, in 2019 i just i don't see the need for physical media and you're someone that would take the counter like stance because you collected it i collected i still do yeah and you still do it so like but oh, let me buying, collect like, it here's the thing though yeah you're right so i do collect but lately like i picked up future diary blu-ray edition off someone selling it for 15 bucks same with my pet girl of senzaku both very expensive Blu-ray releases on the the location I usually go the the the, the how do you call it a thrift store but it's called mm-hmm. Manifest Disc it's a it's a Charlotte local uh, yeah, good name play it again uh, we you know, we store. have second and Charles up here. we have one of those right down the street from that too yes yeah. and it's super expensive so lately I've just been buying secondhand I honestly have not bought new. In quite some time, I I just unless there's a sale, I don't usually buy new. I don't. Buy, the last retail thing I bought, I can actually tell you that I bought, even that was on sale, was the Full Metal Panic Invisible War limited edition. But I own all the Full Metal Panics on DVD, and I really really wanted this one, so I said fuck it, I want to buy it. So and it was like ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. And now it's out of print. You can't even buy it. It was like on sale for a few months. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, you're someone that derives some amount of enjoyment from actually owning it. Someone like me, where I just want my money to go to studios and I want more stuff. But I'll be honest, want. though. I'll be honest. A lot of what I own, I don't watch. It's just on a shelf in my room, in my living room. It's a fucking pain in the ass to move. I filled up four fucking plastic totes full of DVDs. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just do it because I, I enjoy collecting it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not actively watching all this. But on the other hand, I, was. I do like the fact that I can walk out to my living room, find something I haven't watched, and be like, oh, I'll check this out. Maybe I bought it on a sale and just never got around to watching it. But I'll be honest, a lot of the shows I do own, 
It's because I've watched them. I, I'm not someone who goes out and says, sure, I'm going to plunk down $65 on this show I've never watched. Maybe I hope I like it. <laughs> I, now I, I have done that on, on cheap stuff. Like, when I go to that store, they usually have a buy two, get one free on all used DVDs. Yeah. So, well, yeah, if you're spending ten bucks, it's like part of the adventure. Yeah, like, you probably yeah. get ten bucks of fun just seeing what it's well, about. Good, good example is the Tower Duraga show. I yeah. fucking love that show, and I just bought it on a whim, not knowing anything about it. Uh, mainly because. But can complaints. you get a hundred dollars worth of fun randomly buying a Blu-ray set? Maybe no, not. no, hell no. Unless everyone was like, "This show's awesome, you should pick it up. It's going out of sale or going out of print." You'd be silly not to get this. Like, I got, um, uh, shit. One of your favorite shows, actually, on DVD or Blu ray off Sentai. I've never bought anything from Sentai, but it was on sale for 15 bucks and it was going out of print. What is my favorite show? It's not Index, it's not Future Diary, it's. It's not Railgun. Not your Lion April. I no hell no. If it was that, that was that. That was Sentai. God damn it! I want to go look. It was Angel Beats. Ah, yeah. I mean, the third time I watched it, <laughs> I uh, realized it had a lot more flaws than I first recognized. But yeah, it's still one of my favorites. Yeah, I, it was on sale one day on Sentai, and it was fifteen bucks, and it was going out of print. So I was like, "Fuck it, it's complete." I'll fucking go down on that. So, yeah. Sorry, it took me a second to go figure it out. I was like, I know where I put it. I just can't fucking remember for the life of me what it was. <laughs> and then I just fucking found out, like, hey, here's a stash of anime I just threw on a shelf and completely forgot I bought. I found When They Cry, Spice and Wolf, uh, a couple other things. I was like, oh, here's more shit I bought. I haven't yet to... I alphabetized all my shit. Wait, when they cry, like Higurashi? Yes, Higurashi, the original Higurashi. Ooh. And that was a fifty or sixty dollar Blu-ray. I got I should it talk about. Like... I should talk about playing the game sometime because I played some of the game. I just remember Zach, or not Zach Zaldar playing the game, and he said there was some weird noise, that some creepy noise it played. I don't know. I mean, this... I think it was like cricket. I mean, it, it prides itself on its sound design in general. Yes. Well, there's lots of creepy noises. Yes. <laughs> the most iconic is the Higurashi, obviously, the cicadas. Yes. I learned there's five different kinds of cicadas recently. Really? Well, they're all annoying. In Japan, is two. Oh. And the, the Higurashi one in the horror show is, like, much more distinct. And then they have, like, a more normal one. And the U.S. has three. And we don't have Higurashi, but we have one of the normal what i call the normal sounding cicadas so yeah there's actually like five different cicada noises i never well i know ours are loud so we didn't they're have, all loud we but... didn't have cicadas <laughs> in minnesota in minnesota i can tell you that uh-huh. for a fact we have them here in north carolina and they're loud as fuck i want to beat them they have a different they have a different kind in texas than they have in michigan really yeah maybe they exist in minneapolis i just don't know didn't realize i don't fucking know Anywho, is there anything else coming out? <laughs> More cicadas. No. Um, cicadas Yeah, tons two. of things. Kimono Friends, Aww. Lupin the Third, A Centaur's Life. That's not... Wait, 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 wait. A Centaur's Life is finally coming out? I no, it's that's... on Blu-ray's Essential, so... Ah. It must be more than once. 
Okay. This is Crunchyroll Funimation partner stuff. Yeah, this is like the end of it because they've been. Yeah, dead. I was gonna say, which is funny because that ended. But... They've been divorced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost instantly, but they had like projects planned for the future. Yeah. Uh, Okana for Rhythm Across the Blue, Magical Girl Raising Project, Dragonar Academy, Love Live Sunshine Seasons One and Two Blu-ray Collection. What? What? I never finished Sunshine. I don't know. You should get back to it. Their dead eyes need your love. It's, it's I don't know. It's all gr- new girls, and they're just they're not the same. I miss the old ones. Don't care about their struggles and their high school. I don't care. <laughs> I care about the other high school and them saving it, and it's saved. So job done. We don't <laughs> need to know about the new ones. <laughs> Although canonically, they exist in the same universe because they like talk about the the old ones, but um. One Piece episode of Blue East... No, wait, of East Blue. I read that it's Blue East Blue. and like, what is... Sounds like a sports team. Uh, Tada? Tada! Never falls in love. I guess it's Tada. Uh, these shows suck. I don't even want to read them. Synodyme, Beyblade Burst, Black Clover, Convenience Store, Boyfriends. Didn't you watch this? Yeah, I watched part of it, yes. I'm like, that sounds familiar. Uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil, show I refuse to watch. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, part one. Versus Night, Lamoon, and 40 Fresh. Sounds what like a rap group. Fuck? Yeah, no shit. Yo, 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 we're 40 Fresh. <laughs> and Night, Lamoon. I want to look it up. This might be the one interesting show I'll be. Here we go. Versus Night Lamoon and 40 Fire. It's listed as 40 Fresh in this thing, but apparently it's 40 Fire. <laughs> okay. No, wait, no, there is Fresh. That's the sequel to 40 Fire. Oh, it's so cute suddenly. 1997. It's an etchy adventure comedy mecha sci fi space show. And it's an OVA by Star Child Records. Licensed to discotheque. Okay. It has such characters such as Cacao and Parfait. And they're very cute 90s looking characters. Where like instead of just having colorful hair, their entire color palette is that color. Um, yeah. A Certain Magical Index Part 1. I never finished this. I, I'm like bitter. Until, until they make my damn railgun sequel instead of the stupid accelerator spinoff i'm not going to finish index to catch up um orin high school host club god yes. out forever it's a re-re-re-re-re-release yeah they're, they're gonna release it till the end of time as long as teenage girls are still buying manga uh josh i don't know what that is mobile is suit gundam 80 war in the pocket <laughs> And Fully Coolly Progressive by Warner Home Video. Okay. Yeah. I can get next, the week after that, I can get Sturry's Dury Children, the yeah. rom-com show I love on Blu-ray Essentials for 24 bucks. Oh, wow. I get that. Yeah. There you go. That's the only thing exciting. The rest sucks. Okay, good. We did it. We did it. Yay. It was a, it was a slog. I, just, I don't want to do it anymore. Make it stop.
right. So am I the only one talking about stuff today? Yes. I mean, you've you've spoken quite a lot today, but now it's my turn. <laughs> You're like, I don't know how to take that. Exactly. So Fate Stay Night. This is going to be not tough. I'm going to make it real simple. Don't worry. It won't be tough. It'll be easy for both of us. But it initially seems like it's going to be tough because this is originally a visual novel, as most people know by now. They made the prequel. That was Fate Zero. Then they made an adaptation. Well, first, well, hold on. Let's go through the history. First, the visual novel comes out. Then they adapt it into the Saber route for TV because the game has multiple routes you can follow. Then they make a prequel called Fate Zero. Then they go back and readapt the original show and they follow the Rin route. And that's Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. I'm I'm excluding a movie they made because it was bad. It was like the original series. Um, and now, so like now we no longer have a remade, reanimated saber route, which isn't really a route in the game. It's just like she's in every route and it's kind of like a minor or major character. There's really only three routes in the actual game, and it's it's Emia's the main guy, Rin's route, and the new one, which is what I watched which her name is Sakura. And I don't know if this is spoilers because, man, you better be in tune with the Fate franchise by now, I guess, if you're going to watch it. But uh, in Fate Zero, she's sisters to Rin, but only one person can inherit like the magic traits of your family uh, and participate in the war or even be a mage in general. So she gets like adopted by another family. She gets like disowned and adopted. So like past being five, Rin and her do not grow up together, and they're not entirely sure they're sisters in the present day, oh, no. when they're 18. Um, yeah. So that's this route. We're in current day. Um, Sakura in every other adaptation you've ever seen so far, if you've never played the game, which I haven't, but I've tried. It's too boring. Um, you've only seen her as like a minor character. She go- comes over to Emiya's house, does housework, makes food, they harass her by saying something inappropriate and she turns red because she's really shy. That's basically all you know her for. But in this one, she's a badass. So in this one, um, her brother and all the other routes is the owner of Assassin, which is, if you're unfamiliar with Fate, there's like seven different classes and they fight. So Assassin's one of the classes and her brother's a total dick. Her adoptive brother, I guess, is a total dick. And he always loses in every route. But in this one, he loses extra early, and then she somehow inherits Ryder. And I don't know yet, because I haven't played the game. I don't know what happened, and I only watched one out of three movies. But she inherits Ryder, and unbeknownst to her, is like participating in the war. She doesn't really know. So far, it seems like in her sleep, stuff happens, but she's not aware of it. Um, but she's a badass in the sense that like she's interfering with the war and killing people and stuff. Um, yeah, so it started in a way that I appreciate, but also left me confused. So it starts and they do like a uh, year before and they give you some context for like who Sakura is as a character before you get into it. Because uh, you've only ever seen her as a minor character if you watch the shows. And then they do like a mini montage because the game starts the same way each time. Emiya gets stabbed, he gets resurrected by Rin, and then depending on your choices in the game, 
you either help her in or you try to fight her or you try to fight past self, which is, yeah, you know, it gets complicated. But either way, stuff happens and that's how it starts. So they do like a montage for the first five minutes. It's like sped up of like him fixing a oven and then him going to school and then him getting stabbed and then bringing him back to life, which they don't even show in detail. They just show her pendant on the ground. So you really got to know. And the reason I say it left me confused and I appreciate it, I appreciate it because it's clearly made for fans of the series, right? I hate when shows are on like the fifth adaptation and they just waste your time with the same stuff in the beginning. They assume like you're someone who's never watched the show, which is insulting if you're on like the fifth season and they're like, this is who this guy is. And you're like, thanks. Wouldn't have been on the fifth season or the fifth movie if I didn't know who he was, you know? Like it'd be like if you're watching a Pokemon movie and they're like, by the way, Ash Ketchum's goal is to collect all the Pokemon and battle in the tournament. See, I don't even know Pokemon that well, but it would be insulting if I was someone who watched all the movies and they told me that on the 20th movie. Um, But it left me confused because even though I know what happens in the beginning of each one, I know I don't know what to assume happened. So imagine the same things happen in the first five minutes of every show and now we're on minute six. So I'm watching this show, and something happens that's new. That's good. But then something happens that I recognize again. So do I assume that everything I know previously is happening, and I'm just not being shown it? Or do I assume none of it happens unless I'm explicitly shown it? Do you like understand the confusion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, it's nice that I know all the other franchise, but... I don't know if I can safely assume Rin is fighting so-and-so like she does normally, even though I'm not being shown it. So, like, I don't know what's actually happening in the Grill War unless I'm being shown it explicitly. So I feel like playing the game actually is almost not a requirement for this, but as someone who's just watched all the different shows and has a pretty good grasp of it, I'm still confused because stuff happens and I'm like, well, that's fine. I guess that's just different in this route. Like, Rin doesn't do X. But then also, she, like, comes back and she's like, I just fought whoever. And she, like, references stuff that happened. So I'm like, okay, did it happen? I don't know. So, yeah, it's it's bizarre. But how do I like it? Um, Like I said, I was going to keep it simple. It's definitely good. I like Sakura as a character because as much as I like Rin, the Sundere archetype, it's just really frustrating in this show, even though like normally I'm a fan of it because it like progresses the story usually through like weird happenstance and like awkward interactions, which are fun to watch here because Emiya is so quiet and he goes from quiet to white knight and like oh, zero to a hundred real quick. Um, she gets no time to be like bashful and then like drop hint, big hints like Sundere characters do. Yeah. So the way, the way it progresses, the action story is like, She's cold towards him. He doesn't know. He big white knight moments and fucks up. And then she has to like clean up. And I, I don't like how that like plays out. I much like Sakura's character where she's also shy, but like she's accidentally doing things while he doesn't get to interact with her, but does his own thing. And I think that's much more interesting as a story, having two separate characters. Cause in the Rin route where like everything hinges on their interaction, their interaction is like not how people communicate. So many things could be cleared up if they just had a real conversation with each other. That's most of anime, though. Yeah, in general, anime characters talk around each other for the sake of drama. Like, all TV shows, right? 
if if a drama show was presented and they're just like there was a huge misunderstanding and instead of playing it for drama they're just like and then they talk to each other and it was cleared up the like obviously was, that'd be, this show is that'd only be very episodes long the end yeah that'd be really shitty boring writing <laughs> so yes i understand that most of media is like that but if you ever watch the written route, it's especially frustrating. It's like they've constructed the perfect archetypes to never get anything accomplished when they're together. Um, yeah, so it's refreshing to not have to deal with that nonsense. Uh, also, Saber, though, like an interesting and independent character throughout most of the franchise, definitely takes a back seat in this one, which I don't enjoy. Um, she hardly ever gets interacted with. Really, there hasn't been much fighting, so maybe that's why, because they only summon them like when they fight. But basically, there was only two fight scenes. There's uh, Sakura's brother, I forget his name, it's like Masao or something, gets wrecked, and that fight's really quick. And then they fight Berserker briefly, which is like un- unkillable for the beginning. But neither neither fight scene is as long as the other adaptations. The like Fate Stay Night remake by Ufotable, there's like five episodes where they fight Berserker. And here, out of the two hour movie, there's probably like twenty minutes of fighting. Which makes it all the more frustrating when you don't know what's actually part of the timeline. Because if a hundred if an hour and forty minutes is the story and not action, I've I had a lot of time to like sit there and wonder like what events were actually happening if I wasn't being shown them. So, I mean, maybe it'll just get cleared up. It would be the problem with reviewing it now is it would be like if you went to a normal movie in the movie theaters and you watched one third of it and then left and said, well, really hated how I wasn't sure where they were going with the story. Well, obviously, you stayed for 40 of the two and a half hours, 40 minutes of it. So, yeah, I don't know where the story's going. I would, couldn't rate it now. I didn't rate it yet because. I don't think there's any way to rate it on its own. Maybe once I see them all, I'll be able to be like, well, the the end was far stronger than the beginning. But honestly, the storytelling is pretty weak in the beginning. The animation is, of course, gorgeous because it's ufotable. Mm -hmm. But overall, I'm I'm just watching it because I like the Fade series, and I think Sakura is a more interesting character. So... So far, I recommend it. I think next time I'll be able to review the second one next time we record because I haven't ready to watch but the third one either hasn't aired or aired so recently in Japan because it's actually going to movie theaters there that they haven't subbed it yet oh so what would you so give I, this? I, I'm actually curious next time I'll come to the table with like facts about it in Japan because I'm curious uh, how it's doing there like, Definitely. how big of the franchise's fate huge i assume because like the mobile game is really popular there i know so i assume it's doing pretty well in theaters and it's weird to me that people could see just the first movie without playing the game and get like really excited about it It seemed hard to get into unless you are a true diehard fan where i'm like a definitely more than average fan but i still don't know everything Mm -hmm. so as far as like enjoyment i'd give it like a seven or eight it's definitely not a waste of time but I'm concerned it remains confusing throughout. Gotcha. And then, it, and then is that necessarily bad? I guess it's the overall discussion. Because the more interesting discussion, like I said, is I hate when people waste my time and they assume I know nothing about the franchise. 
that maybe there's so many diehard fans of Fate Zero or Fate Stay Night that I'm in the minority and I just can't understand the story the way it's told. I mean, honestly, I feel like they should, if it's something like that, that they should just fucking make a movie for noobs. Make, you know, they do it all the time where they'll make, you know, uh, movies that are recaps of the original anime and then they'll come out with like, oh, part three, all new shit. Yeah, the first I mean, I part guess... one and part two will be like, here's a recap, here are the characters, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're all caught up guess... and ready to go. The problem is because none of it's technically new, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that's ever been made about the franchise is based on the original game. And at this point, not many people have played the game because, I mean, it came out in 96. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, most people haven't played the game that are still watching the anime, I think, is a pretty safe assumption, at least in the West. Gotcha. And... So, like, do you, well, who do you cater to? Like, do you yeah. cater to the diehard fans that for some reason still know it all? And I think that's the right choice. I think they made the right choice. But, yeah, it definitely leaves. I'm not even new, but it leaves just, like, normal people. I mean, I loop. don't think people would be like, oh, man, I have all these movie choices. Oh, I think I've heard of Fate Stay Night. Sure, let's go see that. Like, I would think there's not that many people saying that. Right, and even if you have just heard of it, because like, I'm even more into the fandom than just heard of it, and I'm still confused. So I'm wondering who, like, yeah, I wonder how it's doing. Because if, if it was someone that just heard about it, they'd be lost. And if it was someone that didn't hear about it and saw the scenes and it was actiony, they'd be even more upset because they would do the little montage in the beginning, and you'd be like, "What the fuck happened?" Like suddenly he just has a magic girl servant who has a sword and is named King Arthur. Like that's mm-hmm. as abrupt as it seems if you didn't know what the montage was about. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even show him getting killed and resurrected. They show, like, him laying on the school, like, floor and, like, Rin's gem near him in, like, a pile of blood. And then, like, the next scene is he has a servant. And you're like, did the fuck happen? Yeah. Yeah, you, you would have no idea. It's just a reference to previous events if you played the other stuff or watched it. So Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's bizarre. And I don't think it's wrong, because I wish more media would just assume I know everything about the franchise, because sometimes I know a lot of everything about it, but it is, it's definitely a, a conscious choice they made. Okay, well, is there anything else you want to discuss before we wrap it up? No, that's it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back soon with new anime! Because it's a new anime season! Because anime never fucking dies. Or takes a goddamn break. <laughs> Got all this great <laughs> shit already. No, let's release 90 new fucking shows. Yeah, death and taxes. Let's add anime to the list of inevitables. Exactly. Alright, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back sooner than you know it. Take care. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.